a pop punk enthusiast. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible new podcast. I've got some exciting news for this episode. As you all know, it is December and we are entering the holiday season. It is upon us. There is Christmas music everywhere I go. The retail store I work at is covered in Christmas everywhere. Everyone's shopping. So the holiday cheer is well on its way. With that being said, I've been teasing it for a few weeks now, but this is the holiday episode. So welcome to the holiday cheer. Um, Most of the segments I've got going on today have something to do with the holidays. Not all of them. Our featured artist is actually just left alone. We haven't touched that with any holiday spirit or anything. But the first section here of the podcast will have to do with Christmas. So before we get into that, though, I just want to once again thank all of my recurring listeners for coming back every single week and listening to the podcast and supporting me through and through. You guys are the best. And I wanted to shout out my patron, Christian Butchner. He has been super supportive as well on Instagram, on the Patreon, everything like that. So all of you who want to support me in another way that's not just reposting or listening to the podcast, definitely check out my Patreon. It is so worth it. You get sneak peeks every single week of my content, the featured artists. You even get some exclusive video footage of interviews that I will be introducing here in the next couple of weeks. So I'm super excited to give that to patrons. And then my top level tier is also dedicated to musicians where you can promote your music without necessarily being the featured artist. So I'm really excited to launch that as well. So if you're interested in checking that out, I've got the Patreon link in my link tree on Instagram, and it's also on my website as well, poppunkpromo.com. One thing I did want to mention before we dive into the meat of the show here is you guys are probably familiar if you're recurring listeners that I have monthly playlists that I put out on Spotify with music from all of the artists that I mention in the podcast. So I've decided to change it a little bit here. I've decided since launching my podcast that I want to make my episodes divided into seasons and I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do that originally but I have come to a decision and I'm going to make 12 episodes per season. So today is episode nine so that means we just have a few more and luckily the end of season one lines up perfectly with the new year so we will be starting a brand new year 2023 with season two which I think is kind of cool and I did not even do that on purpose. So the point of all of that is I'm changing my playlists from monthly to seasons. So instead of having a playlist for every single month, because that's honestly just a lot of work for me, it's a lot of work for you guys to try and keep track of who's on what and, you know, what's on what playlist. I'm just simply going to put each season on its own playlist. And it makes the playlist a little bit long, but I don't know about you guys. I personally like a little bit longer playlist so I can just put it on. I don't have to worry about changing music, whatever. So that's a little bit of exciting news for you guys that will be changing. I'm going to be changing the links on my website just so you guys all know. The playlist will go live as soon as this episode does as well. So I will be deleting the old playlist. So if you guys have those liked, I'm sorry I'm taking them away from you. But all the same songs, all the same artists will still be on the season one playlist. It'll just be longer and combined because currently I have 
October and November and December wasn't made yet because I was in the process of changing all of this. So you'll have one collective playlist. I hope you guys enjoy that and find it a lot more convenient for you as well. All right, enough of that boring bookkeeping stuff. Let's dive into the holiday cheer. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys. I've been in the process of planning my holiday episode for a couple months now, I'd say. I pretty much decided as soon as I made the podcast that, yes, I want to do a holiday episode. I think that would be so fun. So I've gotten some input from you guys on what you guys want to hear. I've done some research myself. So I'm really excited to share all of this pop punk holiday cheer with you guys. I'm going to start this off by sharing my pop punk promo holiday playlist with you guys. So if you follow me on Instagram or any social media for that matter, I've been promoting my holiday playlist for the last week or so, I think. And I've been also promoting it because I wanted to hear from you guys for what you wanted me to include on the playlist. So I got a whole playlist full of pop punk holiday bangers for you guys. Some of them are oldies. Some of them are newer and covers. Some of them are originals. I just really hope you guys enjoy what I put together for you. And of course, if there's anything you want me to add, please shoot me a DM and let me know and I'll add it for you because I'm always looking for new holiday bangers, new pop punk songs, all of that. So just let me know what you want to hear. The playlist, once again, can be accessed through my website, poppunkpromo.com. And I'll also be sharing it on my Instagram story as well throughout the month so that you guys don't forget about it. Go ahead, click the link when you see it, like it so it shows up in your personal libraries. So I really hope you guys enjoy what I got for you. I've really enjoyed listening to it myself. There's a lot of really good songs in there, and I'll go over a few of them in a little bit here. But I wanted to move on and... I'm going to feature a couple of pop punk holiday songs that have just been released that I really enjoy. You guys remember our friend Callie Rohde. She was featured on episode five of Pop Punk Promo. She and her friend Ricky Jab just released a cover of Jingle Bell Rock. And when I tell you this rocks, it seriously rocks, you guys. It is awesome. I don't even know how long I've been waiting for a version of Jingle Bell Rock like this to come out, but it is incredible. And I think this song is one of my favorites for the holiday season in general. And they just turned it punk as hell. And it sounds so dope. So I highly recommend you guys check that one out. I've been featuring it on my Instagram story for the last few days here because they just released it at the beginning of December. So go ahead, give that one some streams, give them some love. And As you all know, Callie Rohde is extremely talented, extremely cool, and Ricky Jab is just as cool and talented as well. He's a guitarist and a producer, and he actually has been touring with Taylor Acorn this fall, and he helps produce with Callie Rohde, all of that. So check them both out. They're both incredibly talented musicians that deserve a lot of love. The next holiday song I wanted to touch on is actually another one by Callie Rohde. This time... It is an original song from her. This one is called Whatever Jingles Your Bells. And this one is just super fun. It's not so much punk as it is more of a pop rock kind of feel. It's just super fun. And it's got some sassy and a little bit scandalous lyrics. And it's just super fun. And you can tell that she put a lot of work into this and had a lot of fun with it. So definitely check out Callie Rohde's Whatever Jingles Your Bells. I've been listening to that one a lot. And once again, it's also on the playlist. So you can go ahead and check it out there. 
A couple other songs that have got featured on the pop punk promo holiday playlist include Lolo's Christmas Vacation. That one is a little bit slower. It's a little bit more mellow, but it's just kind of a nice and sweet little Christmas song. I've also got This Christmas from the Somerset. I really like this one a lot because you can tell that the Somerset put their own little personalized feel into it. Like they have a very like bright kind of poppy sound to them. And that's definitely how they made this Christmas sound. It's really, really good. I like that one a lot. I also featured Christmas Saves the Year by 21 Pilots. And that one's an original song by them. It's also another very sweet one. It's not super upbeat or anything, but it's just about being home for the holidays. And it was written during quarantine and the Christmas of 2020 and just how everyone felt so sad and how they just wanted to make it home. So I think that one's a very sweet one if you are feeling just in a very wholesome kind of holiday mood. I also featured December by Neck Deep, which that's not exactly a Christmas song, but it is one that is very near and dear to the pop punk community around this time of year. So of course I included the original song and then I also included the December again featuring Mark Hoppus version as well because that one's more upbeat and that's kind of how they play it on their live shows. And I honestly really like that version a lot. I almost like it better in a sense, but nothing beats that classic iconic December neck deep vibe. It is a sad song for sure, but it is very loved among us emos. (laughs) I've got so many more songs on the playlist, so many more incredible ones. But the last one I'm going to feature here in this segment is This Christmas, I'll Burn It to the Ground by Set It Off. Now, you guys who are familiar with Set It Off know that they have a very kind of dark sense to their music, I guess. And I believe this one came out during their cinematics era, which was a lot more heavy than what they have been releasing recently. And This one is awesome. It's so fucking great. It's basically just about an all-time just Christmas hater, and I love it so much. It's iconic and totally on brand for Set It Off. So if you are a Christmas hater, if you don't celebrate Christmas, you don't really care, if you'd rather it didn't happen, this is a great one for you, honestly. It's not about celebrating the happiness of Christmas, but more the hatred towards Christmas. So I don't know. I personally like Christmas and I still like this song a lot, but maybe that's the punk pop side of me. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, pop punk enthusiasts, we are going to move on to your favorite segment of the pop punk promo podcast. We are going to talk about this week's featured artist. You guys, I have been waiting for this episode to come out for quite a few weeks now. Um, This person reached out to me on Instagram and expressed interest in the podcast and I checked out her music and immediately fell in love. She is such a joy. She is so weird in the best way, so incredible, so talented and just, you know, one of the coolest people that I've had the pleasure of interacting with. So without further ado, this week's featured artist is Noelle Sucks. Noelle Denton, otherwise known by her stage name as Noelle Sucks, is an indie pop rock artist coming out of Los Angeles. She is still extremely small, and I found her on Instagram and on TikTok, and that's currently where she's getting a lot of her audience is from those social platforms. Noelle has been releasing a couple of singles since 2019, and this eventually led to a small EP that she titled Songs to Brush Your Teeth To, 
and this features four songs on it and it was released in 2022. I don't want to give too much away here because I do have Noelle here to be interviewed but she did just release her brand new debut album titled Out of Orbit so I'd really like to speak to Noelle about that today and just get to know her a little bit so let's welcome Noelle Sucks to the show. Hey Noelle, how are you doing? Can you let us know your name, pronouns, and a little bit about where you're from? Hi, I'm Noelle Sucks. I'm a singer-songwriter from Los Angeles, and my pronouns are she, her. It's so nice to meet you, Noelle. Welcome to Pop Punk Promo. How long have you been making your own music? I've been making music since... 2019 is when my first song or my first single was out. It's called Manic and I made it when I was really really heartbroken and I've always written poetry and um, I've tried writing songs before that but never never really serious and didn't have any drive to finish any but yeah I I've always played guitar just kind of self-taught um shouts out never shout never christopher drew i learned guitar because i just wanted to play every never shout never song um so yeah it's it's been a little while and i still feel like i'm just getting started so that's crazy that's so awesome oh my gosh yeah Never Shout Never is such an incredible band. Yeah, if there's one reason to get into music, they are definitely one of them for sure. So that's super cool. Thank you so much for letting us know a little bit of insight into how you started. And honestly, in a way, you are just starting because you did just release your debut album, which is so exciting. So that's still just kind of the beginning for you. And I'm so excited to see where you go from here. My next question for you is how would you describe your personal brand? Okay, my own personal brand. Hmm. I know, I know. This one always trips up people I'm interviewing, but give it your best shot, I know. It's kind of hard. I I feel like I have a lot of inspirations as far as brand goes. Um, if you were to listen to my music, I would say a lot of Haley Williams or soccer mommy or beach bunny like indie indie girl indie grungy a little bit um I'm just going off kind of what people compare my music to sometimes or what they've told me but I really like uh creepy and colorful things together and I feel like that comes out a lot in in the brand you know kind of music videos and um pictures and yeah all the any sort of I guess marketing that I do I try to put just a little bit of edge in there but I I am quite a colorful person (laughs) and I'm really liking this whole kind of tumblr girl comeback because I think I'm gonna thrive (laughs) nice yeah you definitely give off the very indie girl tumblr girl kind of vibe to me at least with the way, like you said, you market yourself and even your tone of voice is kind of that way. I don't know if that makes sense, but you just give very like chill, easygoing vibes. And I would say your music is very much the same way too. And you have a little bit of a different 
genre than what I normally would promote on here but I really like it and I really dig it because it still kind of fits into the like pop punk pop rock kind of realm you know like just more calm and that's what I really enjoy about your music as well so yeah that's super awesome super fitting and I definitely see that personal brand for you now my next question for you is are you signed to a label or are you going at this independently for now Ooh, I am not signed to a label yet um there's been some talk but yeah I mean there's such a stigma with labels and I think it makes it a little bit scary when I think about signing with somebody because uh you know you hear you hear such crazy shit sometimes and I don't know if I can cuss on here but sorry (laughs) you hear such crazy stuff sometimes and these like horror stories of bad managers and labels that take advantage of you so um I've been pretty picky on who who gets a piece of the piece of this project I I want to be you know I don't want to be independent forever but it's been a really big learning experience with every self-release I think it's been really important to do a lot of it myself because now I kind of know what I expect of a manager and now I know that if anything if I wasn't satisfied with something that a manager is doing or a label or whatever I could realistically go do it myself and that brings me a lot of comfort Yeah, I bet it does. And I just have so much respect for artists that release everything themselves and do everything themselves because like I know how much work that is. It's not easy. Like I'm sitting here self-producing, self-recording and getting all of my interviews myself for my podcast. And this is hard enough and I've got school on top of it and all that. So just I can't even imagine what it's like to try and release music and get production and all of that done yourself too. That's really admirable, honestly. So thank you so much for giving us insight into that. And yeah, like you said, record labels are cool and shiny on the outside, but there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes that is not so cool. And a lot of fans don't realize what goes on behind the scenes either. And a lot of artists especially young and new artists don't really realize what they're getting themselves into with these contracts before they signed away their rights to their own music. And a lot of times some of that corruptness that comes with record labels and just professionals in the industry, there comes a lot of sexism too. So I'm just curious, how has being a woman affected your success in the industry and how how do you feel about that? Being a woman in the industry is interesting because, one, there needs to be more of us. Um, I think that it's really unfair how many women, how how underrepresented women are on any side of the industry. But, um, yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is, personally, I find myself pretty hesitant or super second guessy about going into sessions that I'm offered or uh you know to write with certain people because you know I've been in the room with some weird creepy guys and no offense to the people who are hitting me up but I'm just like it sucks that I I can't just 
be like, oh yeah, what time do you want to write? It's like, let me go check their credentials and like, let me go see if they have any mutual friends and, and, you know, just make sure that I'm not in danger. And it's really sad to say out loud, but, um, yeah, I, I do have to be a little bit more cautious when, even if like you're innocently hitting up a woman, we are, (laughs) we're vulnerable (laughs) to, uh, the men in the industry a little bit. And I mean, also it's been an interesting because you know I have a lot of male friends who they are amazing musicians and you know we're all different types of musicians like I'm I'm very like self-taught and definitely more of a writer than before anything I think and I think a lot of times when you're succeeding as a woman with music There's this weird stigma of, like, you're getting these opportunities because you're a hot girl or something. And I'm just like, what is that? Why can't we just be succeeding? (laughs) Why can't we just be writing good songs? You're so absolutely right about all of that, Noelle. It is very sad how women just have to look over their shoulders constantly and just make sure that whoever they're getting in a car with or getting in a studio with or you know saying hi to at a store that they're not gonna hurt them or creep on them in any way because it very much is a real thing and a real problem and unfortunately so many white you know cis men will never understand and they won't get that because they don't get catcalled or preyed on for just looking like they do so I really appreciate you talking about this today and being really upfront and honest about your experiences and it's just it breaks my heart a lot to know that you can't just take the opportunities that are handed to you and you have to do all the research ahead of time and even if someone is an incredible producer and could further your career you never want to step foot in a studio with someone who would potentially harm you because as unfortunate as it is, a lot of really famous people will do really horrible things behind the scenes. So I'm just really proud of you for stepping out of there and making sure that you do the research to make sure that you're safe, you know, because that is always the top priority. It's just really sad that you have to do it. And yes, you're so right about there always needing to be some sort of tie with a woman being successful it's not just oh she's doing such great things it's oh she's so pretty and that's why she's doing such great things or something like that and it's it's horrible and I hate that we even have to talk about it but unfortunately it's a thing that we have to talk about but yeah so my next question for you is how has TikTok influenced your success as a musician because As we all know, TikTok is a huge platform for blowing up music and, you know, (laughs) again, unfortunately, a lot of people follow musicians just because they're pretty on TikTok, which sucks. We know that. But I'm just curious, how has the platform, you know, affected your success? (sighs) Me and TikTok, we've had beef and we've solved it and we kind of go back and forth, but, um... We're cool now. We're cool. I think TikTok 
has, I mean, any social media gives you a lot of potential. And even though I really don't understand like the algorithm of TikTok, I'm thankful that there's a platform catered to showing your videos to people who don't follow you, you know, strangers. And it's been a slow build, but I do get people who cross over to my Instagram from TikTok and they're like, I love your music and they, they'll like post a story with my song on it and I'm thankful for any new fan or whatever follower. So I think it's, I'm over hating TikTok. It's, we're cool now. I think it'd be, I think it would be stupid not to try on TikTok because I've, I mean, there's so many success stories and even my friends, you know, their, their music has blown up on TikTok and it works. I mean, especially if you're a good musician that like people are going to keep listening to you. They're going to become daily listeners for you. And, uh, I think there's a weird stigma for viral TikTok musicians, but whatever. I mean, you have to cut through the noise somehow we all do and I think it's a good tool it's a tool so I'm down hell yeah I am so here for that positive energy that is so awesome because honestly I think we all were very skeptical of TikTok at first and everyone thought it was very cringy and whatnot and it did stem from musically which a lot of people found very cringy and that was like the unpopular version of TikTok I guess so once it made this switch over, it became a lot more useful for people and people spent a lot more time on the app. So I think with in the past few years, how much TikTok has just grown substantially in users and viewers and people posting their own content on it, it really has become such an incredible tool, especially for musicians. So like you said, I really love the aspect of being able to find musicians and people that you don't follow yourself and they can recommend for you, which is the beauty, one of the beauties of, you know, artificial intelligence. I know we are all a little scared of it, but it is a beautiful thing because it helps out musicians like you who wouldn't have found that that person who likes your music if they hadn't had that technology there. Enough of TikTok, though. We all love her now. She's great. But I don't want to talk about her for the entire podcast. So my next question for you, Noelle, is what musicians inspire your personal music style? Let's take it back to like Avril Lavigne. I wanted to be her. I didn't want to be me. I wanted to be Avril Lavigne when I was really little. And that was like the first, you know, punk woman that I really looked up to. And, and she had real songs that she wrote or as far as we know she wrote <laughs> the the longer you're in this industry you're like mm, yeah, I don't know if I believe anything but I I mean she was so young and so inspiring so I think it's like in my blood especially her first two albums like under my skin that's that's my that's my shit um definitely balance and composure they're like a old emo like indie emo I don't even know what genre they are but they're like emo grunge and 
they're so amazing. I, when I heard them, it changed my life. So they are, they're a band, well, they're not a band anymore, but they're, they definitely influence my music a lot as far as like instrumental stuff too. And then definitely Indigo D'Souza. They're um, this indie band from North Carolina. Oh my God. And they stayed with me one time. <laughs> when they were touring in California and it was like the best four days of my life and their music they have no idea how much they've inspired me and fuck of course Nirvana like such a Kurt Cobain such a feminist like LGBTQ ally and really spoke up about the stuff that we're talking about now like even in this interview it's he was such an early gift (laughs) and I really respect Nirvana for that because it's it's within their songs as well yeah I'm gonna stick with those four there's so many but those are those are the ones that I think I subconsciously just access for my songwriting and melodies and whatnot so nice absolutely yeah I think those are all super awesome inspirations to have especially you know we've talked about Avril Lavigne a lot on this show and how she is so iconic and she is like one of the most well-known women in pop punk and we talk about how sad it is that she's like the only one aside from Haley Williams too but like I think everyone wanted to be here from being honest everyone loved her as a kid everyone wanted to be her And then Nirvana, like you said, yes, every pop punk fan, I feel like, really has struck a chord with Nirvana at some point in their life. And as you were saying about all of the LGBTQ advocacy they've done, that's just so incredible and such a good reason to really admire someone as well. And then the other two you mentioned, um, the more indie bands, I'm not familiar with at all, but I also don't generally venture into the indie genre too much, so I'm going to have to check them out. And your music has definitely gotten me a little bit more into the indie rock vibe. And I really, really enjoy it. And I know the listeners will too. So I'm going to have to check out some more indie for you, I think, Noelle. So thank you for opening me up into that world a little bit here. Okay, now stemming off here a little bit from your personal favorite artists and where you get your inspiration from, what would be your dream artist or band to go on tour with? I I'm really curious to know. I think that is such a cool thing to know about someone. Me and maybe Bia Badoobie. Uh, I really like her new album. I mean, and her old stuff, but who else? Let's see. I think Maggie Lindemann is cool and our music would fit with the same audience. And Soccer Mommy, um, I think they have like really loyal fans. That would be... That would be a dream tour as well. I mean, there's so many. I'm trying to keep it real with, like, the style of my music. But, God, if I had it my way, I'd be on tour with, like, Paramore or, like, anybody from when we were young. (laughs) Um, That's my scene. Ooh, Royal and the Serpent's new album is a little pop-punk leaning. And I could totally see us being besties and going on the road together that was a lot of dream tour people but yeah there's a lot I feel you I feel you there are so many incredible artists out there that would just be an absolute dream to go on tour with and I don't know I think it's kind of funny how 
you you kind of like doubted yourself there for a minute. You were like, oh, if I had it my way, I would go with Paramore. And it's like, why not? Like, why can't you tour with Paramore? You know, like dream big, dream as big as you want to. And like, I know some of that's like that imposter syndrome kind of thing. And like, you're just starting out, but like miracles happen every fucking day. And you can be who you want. You can tour with who you want. You can get there. I promise you, like, that would be so cool. I'm manifesting it for you. Um, I also wanted to touch on Royal and the Serpent. Yes, that is such a cool answer. I love them a lot. Um, I actually really found them through Stand Atlantic because they featured on Pity Party with Stand Atlantic. And they also, I think, featured on the new Sleeping with Sirens album. I talked about that a couple episodes ago. And they're super cool and definitely, as you were saying, turning more pop punk leaning. And I've listened to some of their other stuff and they're super cool and weird in the best way. Kind of like how you brand yourself too. I think they're fucking awesome. So really good choice there. I think all of your choices are just fucking dope. But anyway, speaking of live performances, do you have any coming up you'd like to share with us? Oh my god, I do have a live show coming up. It's actually my first live show with a band for my project. I usually do like acoustic stuff around LA, but oh, it's so crazy because we're gonna play Emo Night! And um, god, I'm such a fan of Emo Night. I've been, I've been going for so long. I mean, since like 2014 or 15 was my first Emo Night. I think and it was such a blast it was like life-changing and anyway yeah I have a live show coming up it's emo night and it's on December 2nd which is when my EP drops and I had already submitted my EP and everything before so the fact that they asked me to do this on the night of my EP just makes it so special and um yeah shouts out to emo night I love you guys Ah, that is so crazy. I also love Emo Night, and I actually am going to one here in Minneapolis this Friday, which I am so stoked about. I I love Emo Night, too. I've always had a blast there. I have not been going for quite as long as you, but I do do love a good Emo Night. Um, Disclaimer to all of the listeners, yes, December 2nd already happened, and you will be listening to this after it already happened unfortunately i interviewed her before emo night happened but it already happened and from what i can tell noelle you had a blast so congratulations to that that is a really big accomplishment especially for your first show that's fucking dope i love that for you so incredibly much my next question for you here noelle is what is your favorite song that you've released so far and why Ooh, favorite song I've released so far. Oh, man. Okay, I think it has to be Cherry because, one, that song was supposed to be a pitch song for Ren for short, and it was. We did pitch it, but as soon as we finished recording the demo, I was like, no, I can't get rid of this song. (laughs) It's like, it has to be mine, but my producer slash boyfriend he was like you always do this we're pitching this song and I mean the best part about um writing for other artists is that if they don't want it you get to keep it and I was like in the background just hoping that it was gonna be mine so 
uh, when he said that we had we hadn't heard anything about them wanting Cherry, I was like, she's mine, and I love that song because one, it's such a vibe, and it happens so fast, and um, it's kind of I don't really have another song like that as far as the way it feels to me, and then two, the lyrics they just hit a different spot because I like Cherry is supposed to be kind of me it's supposed to be me uh but my higher self if you will um and it kind of goes into the fact that a lot of people think that you have to be sad to make music which there is like a truth in the fact that a lot of good art comes from pain or you know crazy self-realizations and the the whole point is that I don't want to be sad. I want to be cherry. I want to be like my higher self, and I I want to be this manic pixie dream girl. And then the the reality is, cherry wants to be me because once you're high, you're kind of you don't really know if you're gonna go back to the place where you can write again. It's it's like the whole artist cliche of you have to be sad to be this artist and then when you're happy you're not happy (laughs) you're like afraid that you're not going to be sad again and personally I struggle with that a lot so getting it into words that I really like was just really cool for me and yeah I think I think Cherry is my favorite so far oh man I definitely agree with that like I like all your music but Cherry really struck a chord with me as well and it like you said is so vibey and I really like vibey things and I don't know I definitely teased it on my TikTok this past week and I hadn't told anyone that I was um interviewing you or anything but I teased it because I simply just love it and I hope everyone else loved it too so I love that answer I'm I'm biased because I love the song too but very good answer very good song and I like that it has so much meaning and depth to you as well as your song should but I just really enjoy hearing the actual like story behind it I, I don't know I love that kind of stuff so of course I mentioned in the beginning you've just released a brand new EP and it's actually your debut EP called Out of Orbit. Tell us a little bit about it. I want to know all the inspiration, everything there is to know about that little collection of songs. Oh, Out of Orbit, my new EP. <laughs> um, it comes from a lot of pain from a really bad friendship falling out of me and my my two best, my two old best friends. And it was really painful. No one tells you that friendship breakups are way worse than any normal breakup. You just don't expect certain people to not be in your life and then suddenly they weren't and no shade. But after that, I I started writing and hitting the pavement and it opened up my world to like all these people that I've been wanting to connect with and that I would have never made the time to step out of my comfort zone if it weren't for (laughs) them abandoning me (laughs) and um you know everyone has their own side but that's what out of orbit came from is uh the fact that I realized even though it 
sent me down the craziest spiral psychologically that I've ever been down. I realized how much better off I am being spit out from that. And I think it's a common realization when, you know, if something's not meant for you, it's gonna leave. And I'm I'm a strong believer in that. And um, I just never expected it to be the people that it was. And it was one of the hardest things that I've gone through. I've never had a falling out of a friendship in my adult life. And I think there needs to be more songs about this because holy shit, it was really taxing. And yeah, that's... I nonstop wrote like this these songs are were my diary for this it was like all I had I know it sounds really cliche but it was really keeping me sane to to get it out in these songs and then get to listen to the songs on repeat and like yes that's how I feel (laughs) man I wish that there wasn't such a sad story behind that oh that sucks so bad and I definitely know how that feels I've lost a great deal of friends in my life because we just don't mesh the way we used to or we only you know got along because of some things and we realized we just didn't actually connect the way we thought we did whatever or they just left me for seemingly no reason I get it and that sucks that really is worse than a breakup in some ways like a a relationship breakup because your friends are the ones that you go to when things are wrong they're the ones you go to when things are good so it's like that lack of them being there honestly hurts a lot more so I feel for you so much and I'm so sorry that happened to you and it's cool though that you got some really kick-ass songs out of it though like pain and sadness makes the best songs unfortunately but it really does because if there's no emotion where's the song you know so I just gotta say I admire that you took all of that in and expressed it through your music. That's extremely admirable. And you made a really bang an EP out of it. So, you know, you don't need them anyway. You might miss them. You might miss the memories you had, but like, it doesn't matter. You found your people, the people that you wouldn't have found if they were still there, like you were saying. So it ended up being a good thing, I think, even if it caused a lot of pain in the process. So, you know, you wrote a lot about your own personal experiences and, you know, something you related to deeply because you experienced it. So I'm wondering, what is one song written by another artist that you wish you would have written yourself? Ooh, this is a good question. There's a lot of songs I wish I wrote. There is... Mm. All right, recent ones is... Probably Skinny Dipping by Sabrina Carpenter slash Julia Michaels wrote that too. And oh man, that is a good song. Um, Also, I love the song Boyfriend by Dove Cameron. I think it's so well written. And I remember listening to that and being like, damn, it's so good and simple. I wish I I wrote this. And um, yeah, another big one that's kind of older that I remember thinking this thought was um movements they have a song called day lily and i was like wow i this song is everything i wish i wrote this (laughs) but there's a billion so 
Yeah, I I love when I find those songs though, because I'm like, what can I take from this song and make my own that's like different? Like, what do I like about this song so much? And and then it kind of pushes me. But at first, I'm kind of pissed. I'm like, damn it, I didn't write this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I loved that. Just damn it, like <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah, man, those are all really good ones and. I really admire your ability to go above and beyond here because I, I asked for one and you gave me three. So incredible. I, I just love that. And I, I agree. Like, I'm not a, a writer or anything, but I find songs all the time that I'm like, God damn, it's like they went inside my brain and wrote it. Like, huh. sometimes those are the ones I heard the most, though. You're like, why is that so relatable? Why? <laughs> oh, man. We're going to move on from that, though, and I'm really curious to know who is your dream collab that you'd love to do? What artist would you like to collaborate with the most? Julia Michaels. I love every song she's written. You can tell she's the the person behind some of the songs for other artists, and I think that's just, that's crazy that you can still tell who the writer is. Like, that's how much she puts herself into something and it's really inspiring and I like her solo project and everything and yeah I just think everything she makes is <laughs> kind of magic so number one she is magic I agree she is so fucking talented that is definitely a really solid answer I am so here for that and yeah she does definitely have a way of writing where you're like that's julia michaels you just know so super inspirational absolutely my next question here is what music festivals would you like to be a part of in the future oh i would love to be a part of next year's when we were young because i went this year and it was one of the best it was the best festival i've ever been to it surpassed everything that I thought it was going to be. I had so much fun. I might have cried at some of the bands, and I think it's legendary, and it reminded me of Warp Tour, which they don't have anymore. Oh, Warp Tour, rest in peace. And that makes me really sad. So, yeah, it's like the new Warp Tour, and <laughs> it's- I need to be in there. I need to go. That's my scene. Man, I- I'm planning on going next year. I'm trying to get a group of friends to go out to Vegas. And you're so lucky you got to go on the day that wasn't canceled. Because I know so many people were so devastated that they couldn't go because of the damn wind. What the hell? <laughs> like, of course that would happen, right? But I'm just so glad that you compare it to Warp Tour. And, like, even better than Warp Tour. Because, yeah, I I loved that festival. And it's so sad that it's not around anymore. I feel like all of the emos kept that so close to their hearts and it was a great place for pop punk artists to get their start too so I really hope when we were young continues to be something to that effect because that would be super cool so yeah we could talk about how fucking cool it would be for you to be on when we were young fast that would be so cool but I want to know what the coolest thing that's happened to you in your career so far has been Okay, the one I can say is that I have been wanting to write with this artist, Kaylee Morg, for years. It's been a long time manifesting. And we finally got to collab, and she came over to, like, where I record all my music, which was really cool. And 
she was so freaking cool and we busted out a banger in like I don't know five hours we had it like all demoed out and everything and it slaps and I thought I would be really nervous because that was my first time ever co-writing a song especially with someone who I am a fan of so yeah that was a really that was a far step out of my comfort zone and the fact that she was just like really cool and we were vibing it it was a it was a core memory wow you were not kidding that's fucking cool oh my god I would like simply pass away if I got to write with an artist that I really looked up to like that's crazy and oh my god I I want to hear this song now holy shit yeah that's that's awesome and everyone keeps telling me about Kaylee Morgan I am only like recently learning about her and everyone keeps telling me to listen to her so I really got it now apparently so I will and I've seen her on TikTok and stuff so I, I've seen some of her stuff and listened a little bit but damn that's awesome Okay, so my next question for you here is, are you releasing any new music anytime soon? So yeah, my EP, Out of Orbit, comes out December 2nd. Okay, big disclaimer again. I'm so sorry, everyone. But yes, December 2nd already happened. The EP is already out. I'm sorry, but take it away, Noelle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and um, I have, I've already been writing the next project, but... I I don't know. This is my first, like, I've released a smaller EP and it only came out with one new song on it that wasn't, like, a single already. So this is my first one really letting out some, like, B-side ones. And I really want to push them, too. So I'm going to see how it rides out. But, yeah, I've already, I've already been writing the next stuff and... I'm really impatient, so I'll probably just be releasing, you know, some singles between now and maybe probably another, like, EP of the same length, or I don't know. I I kind of just go as I go because I'm, I have this fear that I'll hate a song if I hang on to it for too long. <laughs> I think that's pretty common, but yeah, I... I just want it out and I want to make music videos to it and stuff. So, so far, I'm just going to let the EP write out, see what happens, and then drop some singles on them. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And the EP is so new. So, yeah, give it some space to breathe. Let people enjoy it. And after this episode comes out, I'm sure all my listeners here will go ahead, listen to it, and they'll love it as much as I do. I think you are so incredibly talented. And yeah music should just kind of come naturally it should just come as it does and I think that's super great and that's a really good way to approach it okay Noelle we are coming to the end of the interview here so I'd just like to give you an opportunity to say anything else that you'd like listeners to know any fun facts anything like that before we close this thing out okay uh, a little personal shout out I guess would be if you are interested and you like some of the music, I highly suggest checking out either YouTube or my website by noelsucks.com because I spend a lot of time making the music videos because 
the other half of my brain is from film school and it's like set design and music video stuff it's it's my favorite thing to do for the project and i also want to do that for a living um set design and, and stuff like that so it would mean a whole lot if you went and checked it out i work really hard on it and it's a fun colorful little world that i've been trying to build for a while so yeah finalsucks.com yee and oh my god thank you for having me on here it's been super fun talking about this stuff like they seem like simple questions but some of them i i was like dang i, I really gotta think about this <laughs> and uh to get good things to think about so uh yeah thanks for being responsive and um thanks for featuring me on here and all the best of luck to your podcast and i'm sure we'll talk again but thank you Oh, Noelle, no, thank you so much for reaching out to me and letting me know that you've got new music in the world because like I've said a million times, this platform truly is not for me. It's for you, the musicians and the listeners to find your new favorite artist. And I just really appreciate it so much that people love what I'm doing. And it just, it makes me emotional when I think about it, honestly, because I just like knowing that I'm helping someone fulfill their dream. You know, even if the podcast is small right now, it just means so much to me to know that I'm doing something for someone else. And interviewing people like you, Noelle, it just makes me so happy and it fills my time with good things. And I just can't wait to keep doing this. And I can't wait to keep talking to you in the future and promoting all of your good stuff that you have to come all right pop punk enthusiasts that was noelle sucks and i really hope you guys enjoyed this interview today i really enjoyed it so much and noelle is just such a cool person to have on the podcast and to know is in the music industry so if you guys liked what you heard today if you want to go check out her music or the music videos that she was talking about you can follow her on social media at Noelle Sucks on Instagram and TikTok. Once again, her brand new debut EP titled Out of Orbit is out now on all streaming platforms. So make sure you check that out after you listen to the episode. I hope you all enjoyed this special holiday episode of Pop Punk Promo. And I hope you guys go ahead and listen to the holiday playlist if that's something you're interested in. I've got a ton of awesome holiday songs on there that I think you guys will love. So go ahead, check that out if that's something that interests you. I am afraid that is all the time we have for this episode. So once again, I hope you guys enjoyed and I do have listener support on. So if you do like what you're listening to, you can go ahead and support me on the Anchor page. I also have my Patreon active, like I said. All that information is on my website, poppunkpromo.com. Again, you can follow me on social media as well. It's at poppunkpromo on all platforms. Thank you again to everyone who has been supporting me weekly and for the new ones who are just coming around now. I appreciate you so much as well. So with that, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll catch you again in the next episode. See you later.